Hey, Dan, have you ever felt overwhelmed and clutter by chaos at home? I do, (laughs) all the time. (laughs) You know, size 15 shoes all over the place. Size 15 (laughs) shoes all over the place. Hey, you know what saves you is the power of community and friendship. And we're going to talk about this in this episode. Welcome to Casa de Confidence, a podcast for you. You'll hear some incredible women. And some awesome, cool dudes going confidently in the direction of their dreams and living in the purpose of their heart. You're our host, Julie DeLuca Collins, and you are our sidekick, hashtag handsome hot husband, that again, and the producer of the show, that I am. I am an author, speaker, coach, dreamer, and most of all, we help people go in the direction of their dreams and support them on their purpose. So pull up a chair, grab a drink, And make yourself at home, because our casa is your casa. Welcome back to another episode of Casa to Confidence. It's me, Dan, and Julie, and we have an incredible guest today. Yeah, but now you're talking, you told the whole world that we have size 15 shoes all over our house creating clutter. Well, that's not true, exactly. You know, you're, you're I, I do pretty well lately. They're pretty I, well. You know, I need to get rid of some of them, but whatever. I got a size 15 shoe. They're big. They take up space. Yeah. You know what? You're, you're For those of you who are like me and deal with shame issues, telling the world that your house is cluttered is very difficult, but hey, I'm working on it. You know what? You totally interrupted me. You cluttered this conversation a little First bit. of all, yeah, oh, by the way, it's a matter of like perspective too, right? Because my friend Arlene came over and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, my house is a mess. And she's like, your house is a mess. It's not a mess. But it's all what we think of ourselves. And that's something that's I got to work on. Yes, it, it totally is. So on, on to other news, I'm going to toot my own horn. Well, hold on. Let what? me give these guys a sneak peek of who our guest is going to be. Okay, why don't you do that? Our guest is Brittany Tran. She's a superwoman juggling it all. Brittany is not just any guest. She's a supermom and pet owner with a heart of gold with three kids, two dogs, and three ducks. She's the epitome of a modern day superhero, but that's not all. She's also the voice behind the top rated podcast, Girl, Same, and the president of the incredible nonprofit, Hot Mess Express. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like this is right up your alley. Yes, it sure. Are you saying I'm a hot mess? Yep. Wow. Certainly. You know, we're just starting the Who's day. Who's not a hot mess? What kind of day do you want to have when you call your wife I wanna, a hot mess? I want to, you know what? What? <laughs> An Who made your coffee day. this morning? Uh, you, Who made your coffee this morning? I made oh, the coffee you made the coffee morning. shoot. Okay. I, I made the eggs too. And the sausage. Hmm. You made the bagels. Yeah, I put them in the toaster. It was a team effort. Listen, I don't have a lot of breakfast um, every day. I've been having a very either fasting for the morning or a piece of toast with peanut butter, which I know you dislike. Mm. But that peanut butter holds me for a while. Yeah, I wish I liked peanut butter because Why don't you know, maybe have almond butter. Me. I could have almond butter, yes. You know, come on, don't be ridiculous. All right, can I go back to tooting my own horn? Toot, toot. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I received notice you this did. week. Yes, that I have been awarded the 2023 International Impact Book Award mm. in the category of leadership, and my book is receiving an award. Cool. People read it, they liked it, and they're like, 
Holy crap, we need to give her oh, an your award. Book is re- your book? Yes, the book. Did I? I oh, you know my what? God. I thought you I were t- getting no, the award, not I the book. I told you this this week. Did you not listen to me? Oh, my God. Yeah, I guess I was half listening. I thought you were getting an award, okay, not your book. So, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard that he was that's half amazing. listening. You know, I think this is a husband to, thing. We're going to have to update the cover. Throw the seal on there. And we're going to have to update the website and yeah. do all that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. The website needs a lot of work, by the way. It's impressive. Thank you. I'm impressed myself. So um, they're having an award ceremony, and I'd like to go. Would you like to go? Where is it? It's in Arizona. Sure. In go, March. I, you know what? I've never have I been to Arizona. Mm. I don't know. You know who else won I've an award? I've been to Nevada. You know who else won an award? Who else won an award? Friend of the show, Seth Elliott Santoro. Really? Good job, <laughs> Seth. What did Seth get? He got an award for his book, um, Smile from the Inside. I love his books. I know. So that's one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. And it is a really compelling book. Mm-hmm. It has all of the, well, it has all of the touching um, stories, but also like scary stories of when he was being kidnapped by a Mexican cartel. Oh, my God. I'm on the International Impact bookawards.com site yeah and there you are right there there i am i know so by the way they had no no shade but they spelled my name wrong so i had to tell them to spell it correctly it's spelled correctly now yes it was it was named julia before and you know how i feel about that (laughs) that's the one name that julia has a really hard time not correcting people you should always correct people if they get your name wrong i'm i've been guilty of that i went five years with a co-worker with somebody calling me aaron and i never really did <laughs> you know that's she the retired first thing she I retired so i didn't have to no but this anyway is the first i didn't work thing directly I tell with, people i didn't work directly with this person but i tell people when they say julia i'm like uh thank you for that but now now my name is julie please make sure you use that and then i feel rude but i don't care it's my name it's not julie. rude you're just you know you're declaring what you want to be called and your name is juliana so you know <sighs> I, i'm sure sometimes that juliana gets cut off i'm sure it's got cut off at okay. the end before but julie is your identity julie is my persona your persona mm-hmm. what's my persona Handsome hot husband. <laughs> Which, speaking of, I was going with Yeti right now, okay, looking at my face don't on the screen. Be mad. Okay, uh, I hate it when she starts with "Don't be mad." Sorry, um, it's a strong word. Is, I, I have no, a strong dislike. He, he okay. Let's see how he reacts. This is totally off the cuff. I am preparing so myself. Right we are now. going to the Podfest. Okay. Um conference this week because we're podcasters for the 10th anniversary i'm so excited i can't wait we're gonna meet <laughs> lots of people and our bus sprout who is our rss feed um gifted us tickets and you know they're 700 tickets i'm really excited yeah, we got the so, uh, whoop, whoop. creator we got the creator your tickets and we got the hookup ready to go shout out to bus sprout so when they had me claim the tickets and i had to give them the name for our badges I put handsome hot husband in your badge. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what the hotel thinks I am? What? Daniel DeLuca Collins. No, we canceled that reservation. We canceled that review. Yeah. So, hmm. I mean, I'm honored. Hey, by the way. But I'm just Daniel Collins. By the way, remember when we were getting married and then we were debating about like me changing my name to Collins only? Yes. 
And then you're like, well, I can change mine to DeLuca. I think you should change yours to Daniel DeLuca Collins. But then I did my ancestry and found out that I can track the Collins side of my family back to the 1500s. It's not like you're dropping the Collins. Well, you know what? The Collins. Oh, oh, I would be DeLuca Collins? Yeah. Or Collins DeLuca. You're just dropping the Samuel. What? I love the Samuel because it rhymes with Daniel. Daniel Samuel DeLuca Collins. <laughs> then there and would be growing no- up in growing up Catholic, I also have that confirmation name in there too. Daniel Samuel Charles Collins. I took my I took my father's name for that. Okay, but we're not ca- practicing Catholics right now. Oh, well, you want to throw that out there? Go ahead. Well, I, I mean, like you threw out that we have a cluttered house today. <laughs> I threw myself under the bus. Okay. You don't wear size 15. Uh, listen. And you're the one that said we had a cluttered house, actually. I just mentioned the shoes. You know, it's not to my standards. And, you know, I have Mike DeLuca standards when That's it comes true. to house. So you're bouncing pennies off the beds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, you know, one of the biggest, um, what is that, challenges, I think, in our marriage? Okay. What do you think it is? My parts. I cannot believe you just said that. Why would you say that to? Uh, that's rude. People don't want to hear about that. But they know I got them. You got uh, them too. You just Dan. don't talk about them. Uh, hey, no, I'm at least rude. I'm man enough to talk uh, about them. Okay, just like a twelve year old man. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. No, the biggest challenge in our marriage is okay. the fact that you do not like to have hospital corners on the bed. <laughs> I. Because I stick my feet out. I know, Dan, but my you feet can need stick to be your, free. Stick your feet out out do of you know, the side. Do you, do you know that that is a huge growth item for me? Because when I was a child, mm-hmm. I was kind of a scaredy cat kind of kid, and I had to have my feet. My feet could not hang off the bed. That scared me to do that. And I'd either have the sheet tucked and tucked down, or I'd have to burrito myself and you know sleep hmm. with my legs up. Now. I sleep with my feet off the end of the bed <laughs> okay. and the sheets can't be tucked for that. So I, it's, it's, but, it's huge that I'm, I'm at ease and comfortable enough at this level, at this time in my life that hmm. I can just, it just creates an issue off. though, because every night, even though when we make the bed, mm-hmm. like I get in bed and because the sheets are not tucked, Dean has kind of burrito wrapped himself i don't burrito wrap yeah i'm, I'm very conscious mm, sure yeah i hardly move at night i didn't say you moved that's not what i'm saying mm-hmm. i am just saying that you like burrito wrap and then like the sheet i have like my butt is hanging off the bed and it's uncovered because <laughs> my of butt. you my that's, butt and then of my course juicy, you know there's the what? the help that we get from dogs <coughs> well we so. do have dogs that sleep with us yeah. But you know what? If you can't let your dog sleep with you, hmm. then why do you have the dogs? I agree. But listen, I'm just saying we should make hospital cup. Co- that would make my life happy if we could make hospital corners on our bed when we made the bed. Okay. Well, the problem is I don't make the bed. You do. Well, I'm going to start doing that then. Thank Go you. Ahead and make, make hospital corners because I'm already at work when you wake up. So, hmm. so. No. That's just our schedule. You're not at work. I wake up when you wake up. You don't get up. 
You're still in bed is what I'm saying. I get up to let the dogs out, make my coffee, and come back and do some journaling. When I leave at 5 in the morning, you're not getting up. How do you know? You're not here. I just know. You wish. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. You wish you knew. I'm going to install those doggy cameras so I can see when you do get up. Oh, my God. Yesterday, we went to. You know what? There's no need for you to get up that early. I just do it so Yesterday, I we went with my girlfriends, mm-hmm. Arlene and uh, Dawn. We went to the salt cave. Cool. Uh, it was very relaxing. Was it? Yeah. So we sat, you know, they, you sit in these chairs or like the gra- zero gravity chairs. Um, and Arlene was sitting in between Dawn and I. And she cannot sit still. Like, halfway, first of all. We relaxed, we're there, and it, we are, it's an hour, right? And I have, mm-hmm. like, the little thing in my eyes. I'm relaxed. I'm, like, breathing in, breathing out. It's nice and cozy and the soft music playing. Mm-hmm. And then Arlene is, like, taking pictures of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, Arlene, she, first of all, doesn't take a bunch of pictures, but here she is. It's true. Couldn't, like, sit still. Hmm. Mm. Anyhow, but that was amazing that we went. And by the way. Um, afterwards we went, well, we went to lunch first and then we went to the cave and then we went for a drink, a drink at a new place. And it was very nice. It was a very cozy, uh, pub that had a fireplace because it was 10 degrees outside and it is so cold. Mm. It hasn't been, I shouldn't complain because I know that people are cold too, but so why is it necessary to have 10 degree weather? It, you know? be, well, it's just nature. It's where we live. If you choose to live in a certain region, you got to choose the weather. That's why we need to move to Spain, like very tempered weather in the <laughs> south of Spain. Hmm. You know, don't you think, Daniel? I think temp- tempered weather, south of Spain is tempered. What is it, like like a San Diego type of thing? Yeah. And we can have like year-round beautiful weather that is just uh, amazing in that we you know, mm. enjoy. Ooh. So, Julie, what are you drinking? I'm drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Who made that coffee for you? Oh, we already talked about that, didn't we? We talked about that. That's right. I just want more. I just want more credit. You want more credit? You know, men, men, they just want the credit. Listen. They don't want to hear about it, but they want to make I sure, think you know. You, there's plenty of places where you can get credit. It's true. Vacuuming, oh, doing the yes. toilet. Oh, I, you know what I just did? <laughs> I just gave myself a honey-do list. You always uh, have an ongoing honeydew list. <laughs> so. You poo-poo head. But look, look. So what else has gone on this week? Okay, but I want to tell you. Okay. I want to go back to what I was saying. All right. Um, today's guest, Brittany, <laughs> she moved from California to North Carolina. And she found that it can be a very lonely experience to move. And it could be very difficult to kind of assimilate and to get used to your space, which kind of got me thinking mm-hmm. that for me, I could have had and, and you know, could have had a little bit of that experience. But Arlene and Dawn were my first two friends here in Connecticut, and they made a big difference because they mm. welcomed me. They made me feel very part of the group. And they, Arlene in particular, made sure that, you know, I was taken care of. And because she's the closest to me and Dawn, of course, has always been there um, and biggest cheerleaders that I can have. And I am incredibly blessed 
to be surrounded by such wonderful community. And then I met my other, my little mafia friends. <laughs> mafia friends, uh, careful. A, uh, Andrea and, and uh, Francis <laughs> and Michelle, who, you know, we were supposed to have lunch, a breakfast today. Mm-hmm. But I canceled. I told them, I said, no way are we having breakfast. And am I going to get out of bed to go early at 10 degree weather? And specifically, because last night I was driving home. I dropped off Arlene and she kind of lives in the woods up the mountain. And I was coming down to our neck of the woods here. And I decided I usually take the back roads and I decided to take the main road, which is a main, main road. And I really hate driving the main road because I figure it would be more plowed or like, you know, readily. And I, I can hear my dad as I was driving, honey, stay in the line, stay in the tracks, follow mm-hmm. the tracks, follow the tracks. Um, and I was very careful and then I got to the turn for our road and then it's less than a quarter of a mile. I, I think it's like a 10th of a mile from the corner to our house. And then there's a little bridge. And as I was about to get on the bridge, the car that was oncom- oncoming was going too fast and started to skid. And I thought, this is it because I saw them coming toward me and I, I, had a choice i could speed up i could move out of the way into the ditch and anyway i just i just prayed and it was super scary the mm. guy kept sliding away and passed me and i pulled into our driveway you see the, the drive was right there and i was a wreck i i'm sure I you, was were, you were a wreck. freaking wreck i i like I talk about anxiety and talk about all these different things that were going through my brain. And I decided I'm not going to drive today in that weather because I don't need the stress. But we are still <laughs> going out. And I will be driving. You will be driving and I will be White knuckling it in the passenger That's side. correct. I'm you should be... sit in the back. Really? <laughs> driving Miss Julie. <laughs> sure. Anyway. I could sit in the back, but you know what I've, I've well, I'm found? Glad. I am glad you came through that. I'm yes. glad you're, hey. But you know what I've found? What'd you find? When you are driving, and this, this is something very important, one of the biggest things that you need to do, especially if you're experiencing anxiety, is you can activate your vocal cords, you know, like chanting. But if you're singing along, Screaming. too, <laughs> if you're singing along, it actually activates your vocal cords and it resets your amygdala and, and your fight or flight in, in pulls and it calms you down. Mm. So this is very important. So if you're you know having a a moment of anxiety or panic and you know sing to yourself. Hmm. Um, you know, it does help anxiety and well, okay. So I want to go back to Brittany, <laughs> our guest. Brittany. And and basically. One of the biggest things is that when she moved, she found that she's not the only one who feels lonely and can feel disconnected and can feel like um, everything else is happening around her and she needs help. And sometimes we don't ask for help when we need it. Hmm. And she, this is one of the reasons why they started the Hot Mess Express. Yeah. And they started this, this uh, non-for-profit. So I hope that no matter where you are, and if you are feeling like you are the only one, you say, hey, I need help. And you can do it from the people around you. And if you don't have people around you, 
you can definitely find individuals that can come alongside you. And by the way, so this is the one thing that they do with the Hot Mess Express mm. is that they go and they um, go and help women who need it. And, you know, she, she there's it's a group of women who rescue each other when we can seem to dig ourselves out of the funk through whatever it is. So people nominate and nominate somebody and then Brittany and the team and all of the um, group members then mm-hmm. get a fellow women together who come and maybe do the vacuuming, the dishes, the food prep, whatever it is. And they join forces because sometimes we just need a little help from our friends and they have different chapters throughout the country. And we talk a little bit about that, but they are going to be expanding and doing so much more phenomenal work. I am so proud of these young women because they're offering hands and hearts to their fellow um, other women. And I think that this is the one thing that we really need to do for each other is sometimes we need to be able to ask for help. Sometimes we need to be able to accept help. And sometimes we can be the one giving the help. Hmm. So. Um, they get these chaos coordinators to come in and help you coordinate the people who are going to Ooh, come in. Like yeah, come and calm your chaos. So you can also start a chapter if you want in your in your area. And there's a lot of really fun things that uh, Brittany and her co-host are doing. I actually spoke to them this week, and you know they wanted to kind of pick my brain about you know how to grow what they're doing right now with their non-for-profit. So I am honored that Brittany came to visit. I am honored to know these incredible women who, again, this is what I love. You turn your mess into your message. And I'm not saying that Brittany had a mess, but Brittany had some difficulty as she, um, again, moved around the country and moved to a new area. And she needed to find that group of girlfriends that she could laugh and also be open and honest with without the fear. And we all need that in our lives. So find your friends, find your community, find the individuals that you can um, make you better because we are not islands. Daniel? We are not islands. All right. Do you have a group of friends? Do I have a, do I have a group of friends? Yeah. Yeah. I think you need to hang out more with your friends. I think I do too. Yeah. So. But take your shoes and your clutter with you. <laughs> I will take them with me. <laughs> Wow. Uh, what? Yeah. You're bringing it right back around to that clutter part again, huh? Listen, I I just, I'm dog with a bone sometimes. You're a dog with a bone. You mm-hmm. are correct. Well, so. would you rather me talk about something else? Okay, so we're so. going to have lots to talk about when we come back from PodFest and make sure that you know that you can log in. And by the way, I just want to give a shout out also to the incredible Jane Pilger, who has an incredible event tomorrow, Monday, the 22nd of January and the 23rd. How do people attend? You need to go to janepilger.com forward slash event. And that's where it is. Check it out. It's going to be incredible. Jane is an incredible podcaster and coach. All right. So go check her out. And now we're going to check out Brittany and Julie. Hello, everybody. I have with me Brittany Tran, and I can't wait to speak to her because one of the things that I am fascinated by is that, well, Brittany is a pet owner, 
And one of the things is that she has three children, two dogs and three ducks. But she's also the host of the top rated podcast, same and president of the nationwide nonprofit Hot Mess Express. She is passionate about creating a safe space for all women and or mothers to feel seen, heard, and free of judgment. Brittany recently moved to North Carolina after traveling for a year from California, where she lives with her family of five. So again, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here, my friend. Thank you for having me. Tell me what it was like um, to transition from California to North Carolina. You're in the opposite coast now. Yes, it, it definitely, it's been a transition. I, uh, I grew up in the Midwest. I lived in California for a few years. And now being on the, the East Coast, I've kind of been able to experience all the, all the things. <laughs> all the things. Where in California were you? Uh, San Jose. Oh, I love that area. California. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. Very nice. Very expensive, though. (laughs) (laughs) California. Yeah, that is one of the things about California and New York. But now you're in a beautiful state. You're in North Carolina. Why North Carolina? Um, You know, I I had family who was going to be moving out this way. uh, And so it was something that we had considered. Um, But when we traveled from California to North Carolina, we took a year in the camper. And part of that was kind of just to figure out where we wanted to land. And mm-hmm. we tested a bunch of different areas and we landed in North Carolina and we just kind of fell in love. Um, North Carolina is probably one of my favorite states. Um, after college, I actually uh, toyed with the idea of moving to the Raleigh area and I ended up not doing it. I ended up um, going back to Florida. I was right after Hurricane Andrew. This is so, um, so long ago. But uh, it really is one of my favorite areas to visit and to spend time in. Um, The people are wonderful. But coming from California, what has been maybe a learning curve of of switching from one side of the country to the next? Um, Honestly, uh, it's much slower here. People just move a lot slower. So living in California for about six years, you know, after a year or two there, you really start to kind of fall into this pattern of, you know, you got to be, you got to keep moving, you got to keep moving. And um, coming out here, it really, it slows down tremendously. And people (laughs) um, are a lot more friendly, you know, people we don't even know are constantly waving to us. And that's just not the same vibes as in California. It's very much keep <laughs> very your own, different. keep walking. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I I went and I saw some of your content on some of the social medias. And, and I want to reiterate the name of your podcast is Girl Same, which, by the way, I think that everybody should really check out. What was the idea behind the podcast, Brittany? And, and um, because you come with such incredible different perspective, having traveled and done so much in your world. Um, Why did you want to start the show? Um, You know, because I have traveled so much, I've been isolated. I've been the new person. I've been in situations many a times where I don't know anybody. I don't have (laughs) friends in the area. And it's really nice having my close friends from high school and stuff who I can, you know, FaceTime, we can talk (laughs) on the phone. Um, But as far as having someone to just meet for coffee and like have that like actual girls night or something like that. Um, I, I wouldn't went without it for a really long time. And yeah. I found that for women, especially mothers, that that is something that is kind of universal, that we're all kind of looking for that girl group. And a lot of us just don't have it. 
Um, and so the idea with it was that I wanted to kind of create a space where you could have that girls' night. And to me, a girls' night is a place to to vent, to chat, to laugh, but it's a safe space. There's no judgment. Um, and mm. so that's the, the idea behind it. I wanted to kind of offer that to people who don't have that. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, really resonated with me specifically about the podcast and about the work that you're doing is that we tend to think we're so different from each other, but really deep down, we really have some of the same humanness. We struggle with self-doubt. We struggle with, um, you know, the newness of things that tend to overwhelm us. And we really give ourselves a hard time for doing that. Why um, Why do you think people are not finding um, the communities like the one that you have with Hot Mess Express, right? For instance, yes. and with the podcast to really um, find that we're, you know, there's there's others that are going through some of the similar things that we're going through. Um, you know, I think that one of the biggest things that prevents us from putting ourselves out there um, to make friendships and kind of join a group or create a group like that is uh, that fear of judgment. You know, we're always fearing letting ourselves completely show who we are for fear of not being accepted or being judged or just looked at differently. Um, and it takes a lot. It takes a lot to open up to a friend and really let those walls down. And it's not really until you do that, that you form an actual <laughs> friendship with someone, you know? Um, you know? And so I think that that prevents a lot of people from making those connections, like true connections. Yeah. Friendships are so important. There's a study that talks about that um, we, someone that experiences loneliness <clears throat> has um, the likelihood of dying earlier, uh, just like they would of, you know, if they were suffering from um, heart disease or or any other type of disease. And loneliness is one of these things that we really don't understand how deeply it can affect us in life. Um, was the creation of the group, I would imagine, something that stemmed from being in a lonely spot for you as well? Absolutely. I think with, um, with Hot Mess Express, that we have found that um, while the goal is to help women with cleaning and organizing and mm -hmm. getting kind of their homes in order, we have found that the majority, if not all of the women are either additionally or mostly looking for relationships. They're looking for that like camaraderie, you know, because anybody can have, um, not anybody, but a lot of people can have people come and clean their house. They might have family who might be willing to do it and mm -hmm. stuff. But the difference with us is that we're offering that without judgment. We're coming in without, we're not going to judge your situation. We're just right. there to help, period. And that's hard mm -hmm. to find. That's definitely hard to find. Oh, I find. 100%. And by the way, I, I want to kind of unpack a little bit because, you know, we've we've touched on a couple different things already, but um, you, the hot mess express group. It really is a group that is coming in. And if someone is really struggling and saying, oh my gosh, oh, so, uh, so I'm going to raise my hand. My basement is ridiculous. Like <laughs> it is the catch all. And we have organized it. We have actually, we rented a dumpster and brought it in and dumped a bunch of stuff. But for whatever reason, after you know a couple of years, it tends to be that spot and it's overwhelming. It is ridiculous. I feel like I could never get it done. 
Um, and I'm always embarrassed to bring people in to help me because it's like, oh my God, what are they going to think? They're going to think I'm a crazy hot mess, right? Exactly. Um, but you created this group that is helping individuals because sometimes all we need is someone to come and maybe chat with us as we're doing it, right? Yes. As we're getting the work done. And, and again, I love the part of no judgment. Where do the ideas stem from? Um, so this group, so it was actually, it was created by, um, a friend of mine, Jen Hamilton, and, uh, she's just one of those people that just gives, like, she's just such a kind hearted person. So she, she saw a need that was not being met. Um, what had happened was a mom on one of the Facebook groups that we were a part of had posted saying that, you know, we cannot afford help with cleaning, but I Mm -hmm. have a newborn baby. And for several other reasons, they were just struggling nothing above the norm, nothing, anything that the majority of us don't face, but it was just a hard time and she couldn't get her house in order. Um, But they didn't have the means, but she's like, at this point, we're just going to do it. And um, so a lot of people commented saying how, oh, you know, here, I recommend this person, this person. Um, And Jen kind of pointed out to everybody that like, you're not really seeing the actual need. The need is that she needs a village. Everyone's always mm-hmm. talking about this village, you know, it takes a village, but we don't have a village, you know? <laughs> um, and so she pointed that out and she's like, would anybody just be willing to come with me on a Saturday for a few hours and just, just get it done for her, just go in yeah. and get it done. Um, and to her surprise, you know, several people, including myself stepped up. And so that very first time we met um, for the first time in a McDonald's parking lot, didn't know each other, never talked to each other. Oh my gosh. And we were, you know, we kind of, kind of, you know, assessed the situation and decided everyone was good. And we're like, all right, let's do it. And we went and we got it done. And it just felt, it felt so good. And seeing the relief on the mom that we helped her face when she came back, um, we were like, this is, this is something that I feel like could be big. And that's, that's how it got started. You know, I I think that this is the one thing that um, when we create this type of community, um, we really bond over this experiences. And and this is the beauty of the group that when you were telling me about it, when we first met, I thought it's brilliant. It really is. Because when we're going through it, we feel we're the only one. And after we're out of it, we're so grateful to know that there's an other side. And it's so great to be able to share with those who are stuck in that muck that there's the other side and that they can keep going. Absolutely. We have um, one of the things that we always tell every mom or woman that we're helping, because it's not just for moms, um, Mm -hmm. any woman that we help, I always make it clear that while we're here helping you with your home, that does not mean that our homes look perfect. (laughs) That doesn't mean you also need the help. So Um, absolutely. I think that, you know, that's the same thing. I um. I have a friend who a couple months ago, and she moved into this beautiful home a few years back now. And she just, you know, life kind of happens. Busy sports schedule for children and running around and traveling and just doing life. But there was one uh, area of her home in which she wanted to kind of make it and and paint and make, make it beautiful. But it, it was a struggle. And it was the one thing that every time she walked past that room, it was like, oh, I need to do something with it. Um, yes. And just for whatever reason, is just the bottom of the priority. And then one day she was going to do it. And a couple of us went over and helped her paint. And it was fun. And we had a great time. And yeah. now, you know, it, it just 
It's not something that she walks past the room anymore and gives her like that angst, but it's giving her like, oh, look, I got it done, right? And and it was a fun time doing it together. Um, exactly. And that's, that's what it's all about. That's exactly. I mean, when we go to these missions, you know, that's one thing we always, when we're trying to encourage people to come, that's like, this isn't like, you know, us just going silently cleaning and leaving, you know, mm-hmm. we've got music going, we talk, we get to know <laughs> each other. Majority of my friends came out of this group, you know, that that's the goal. Yeah. We're trying to be the village and the village is connected. It's not a bunch of individuals who come together for this one thing. Like we are just all connected together and um, it's a good time. You know, it's, it's fun when you're doing someone else's house too, versus your own house. Very big difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I want to ask you something that um, I've seen a lot of my friends. And again, I am child free um, and definitely, you know, there's not one thing that is better than the other, but I've seen a lot of my friends experience this and you did a series for the podcast on this. Um, and, the, and again, this is on your girl, same podcast, and um, it is lost in motherhood. Yes. Um, many, many individuals, and and that's not necessarily wrong or a judgment to say you're lost in motherhood. But one of the things, especially now, and I'm older than you are, I'm seeing a lot of my friends who are having kid who had kids that now are in college kind of find themselves in a place where they don't even know what to do. And they're living with a stranger because the relationship with their spouse was kind of came after all the stuff that they were doing for their kids, for their jobs, for everything else, but they lost themselves. So I'd love for you to walk us through and, and let's talk a little bit about how to avoid being lost in motherhood, never losing yourself. And how can we create that connection you know, still having the great connection and being a great mother, but still being a woman first and being our own individual. Can you unpack that for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that um, we we did a series. I mean, it, it ended up being longer than I anticipated because there is so much on this and I feel like it is becoming more and more of an issue for mothers. Um, you know, for me personally, I think that if you are going to work on not losing yourself in motherhood, that you have to remember that you're a priority. So when we become mothers, everything in society leading up to that has told you that once you become a mother, that your sole priority is your children, that you mm-hmm. are your children, and, and that is it. You are now mom. Um, and that that might work for a couple of years, but it is not sustainable. We are our own person. We also have to have our needs met. We are, you know, just as needy as as the the other people in our family. We have our own um, our own thoughts and our own interests, and that stuff needs to be addressed. So I think that, um, especially for new moms, you know, that's something that going into it that you need to have that thought in your head that it's okay to make myself a priority sometimes. It's okay mm-hmm. to put my needs first sometimes. Um, and if you can do that and maintain that. Uh, throughout your children's childhood, then I think, you know, you had touched on your relationship with your spouse. And that is a priority, right? Your your relationship with your spouse should be a priority to you. And so Mm -hmm. if you make that a priority, you make yourself then through those years, then when your kids do go off, and it's just you and your husband, well, you've maintained you've, you've taken up new interests, you know, you have stuff to look forward to. And it's not like your whole life has left. It's just that part of your life. Has checked mm-hmm. out. And we all have these these uh, life stages 
that, um, you know, no life stage is better than the other. They're just different and we need to learn to accept that. And I think that that's the one thing that um, people feel like, oh, I don't know about this life stage. And they they start to judge where they are, where um, I remember my um, the my late mother-in-law from my my first husband's mom, who I, I very dear to me. She gave me a little plaque and I still have it. And it says, bloom where you are planted. And, and I, re- I remember thinking when she first gave me this, like, what do this mean? And then I realized that, you know, we're like for you, you're planted in North Carolina now. Right. It's your opportunity to bloom. We, and we spend so much time saying, oh, I wish I was back or I wish I was at. We're not, you know, it's either the past or the future, but never in the moment. Right. And that creates so much anxiety or depression in, in all of us. So I, I think that um, this is the importance of having these conversations and why I think that series was incredibly important. What was the response from people that uh, listened to that, those, to those episodes? Um, we got a really great response from it. So uh, like I said, I, I was planning on making it kind of a shorter series, but after the first one went and um, we got so many messages from people just saying, you know, this, this is what I've been trying to kind of put into words. This is, this is hitting home for me. Uh, and so then I kind of started just digging into what, what all mm-hmm. that looks like, you know, cause you lose yourself and motherhood in so many different aspects. It's not just one place. You lose it in so many different um, aspects. And as I continued to put some of those out, we just kept getting more and more responses from it. So I definitely think that it was something that touched with people. They were like, this is this is something that I've been dealing with. And I think it's unfortunately becoming more and more common. Mm, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, the, the main purpose of my shows is to really be able to normalize that experience. I think that we rob ourselves of so much confidence and, and joy in life when we're really in this place of um, sort of uh, wishing it was different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's not, you know, it's not, it's not. And, you know, the comparison that we go through at times, I I, I think I, I talked about it in stories yesterday on my Instagram. Um, I, as I talked about earlier, my dog, you know, stepped on him. He's been whining. I did not sleep uh, Sunday night into Monday because he cried all night. And by the way, is it just me, Brittany? But my dog was in the bedroom on the bed crying all night long. How come I could hear him and my husband was sound asleep? Does that ever happen to you as well? It's weird. It's the same with children. Right? Yes. It's the everybody same. says it's, it's the same. Weird. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like, um, do you, and, 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 and the last night again, he was crying. And finally, I'm like, hello, I need help here. All right. Because I just could not go another sleepless night. And he's just in the sound. And he was like, what? What? What's going on? I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They wake up completely oblivious like in yes the- thank you sleep mm-hmm. yeah and by the way he's probably going to be listening to this as we um as he edits this show and we love you <laughs> but you're just a male and i guess that's part of your dna and exactly. i don't know what it is but you know <laughs> anyway um but yesterday so when i when i was tired um had not slept i have this crying dog i don't know what to do with him and I, I went to sit on the couch with my cup of coffee because I needed a really extra large cup of coffee. Sure. As I sat on the couch, the other two little dogs are in on the couch and they're all, finally we settled in. And I opened Instagram 
to do the the doom scroll, right? Yes. I wasn't there to, you know, promote my business or to go uplift other people. I was just there to scroll and kind of like tune out. The first thing I saw is someone who I know, who I respect and admire tremendously. And uh, she is a business bestie who is a few years ahead of me. And all of a sudden I saw something really cool she was doing. And I immediately went into the compare and despair. I was like, oh my God, I suck. Like, I can't believe, you know, I will never do that. And then I kept thinking like here, I was starting to go down the spiral. And then I thought, Julie, good for her, not for you. And by the way, I, I had a huge day yesterday when it came to my business. I was featured in a national magazine. That's amazing how so quickly we forget, right? How quickly we forget. And, and, and I think that this is the thing that I want us to normalize. And I think that this is the work that you're doing for women. And this is so important. So, um, you know, I, 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 I thank you for that because places like your podcast, the work, and by the way, the hot mess is a non-for-profit, correct? Yes. Yes. And, and and I want to unpack that a little bit, but we need places that remind us, girl, you're fine. Not for exactly. you. Look at the greatness that you're doing anyway without that. So, right. I mean, just like with you, you know, you're comparing your, your down day, right? Your recovery mm-hmm. day to yeah. her top work day. Yeah. You know, you're, com- you're, you're comparing apples and oranges, you know? So like, if absolutely. Thinking, obviously she takes days off. You know, but she's not posting. I'm not going to share that. You know, you don't share that kind of stuff, right? No, we don't share. And by the way, I should share pictures of the dishes in my sink today. Exactly. (laughs) Because we all have them. (laughs) Oh, so glad. And and, and yes, you know what? I, I talk about it. I love going to bed knowing that I left my kitchen clean so that when I wake up in the morning is there. But that doesn't happen 100% of the time. Right. That's the ideal. <laughs> That's the ideal. It's so fun. Um, what's the your ideal? If you had to say what would be your ideal day, what would be the ideal thing that happens that you strive for, but typically it's not feasible 100% of the time, what would it be? Oh, if I could get a really great day of a day that I feel like I did a great balance. So Mm. with work and with being a mom, the balance, I struggle so bad. I mean, if I feel like I'm giving my work too much attention, I'm neglecting the kids. If I'm focusing on them, I should be getting work done. So if I could have a day that I could end it feeling like, hey, that was a really great work-life balance. (laughs) (laughs) There's no such thing. You know, it's funny. Um, We talked about my client earlier that I was running a couple minutes behind. Um, This is exactly what we were talking about. We were talking about her calendar and I was walking her through what an ideal calendar is. But the reality is that we can have this ideals, but we have to be okay that there's not going to be that equal 50-50. It's just a blend. You're going to have, you know, the days in which you show up 100% for your job and maybe you didn't make the um, the, the cookies from scratch, or you made a beautiful dinner, but then that meant that you had to like, not take another meeting because you were making this gourmet meal, right? That's, right. that's what life is about. And we need to be okay with that. We judge ourselves for, for that. And who says that we're less than by not having this perfection? Exactly. We're not, we're not going to be there. None of us are. And it's just, as soon as you accept that about yourself and you start focusing on 
the things you do achieve. Because like in those examples you gave, you know, I, I'm so quick to think of how I didn't make the cookies from scratch. But how yeah. about we think, how about you did make the cookies, right? Because we know yeah. that there's parents out there who don't have time to make the cookies, you know, or don't have the means to make the cookies. But you've created an environment where you can at least do that and <laughs> focus more on the the positives and not the negatives. Because, man, you are every at the end of the day, for me personally, I think of all the things I did not get done and all the things I didn't meet or whatever. And we need to something I'm working on in myself. You know, we need to really try and end the day thinking of all the things we accomplished, you know, because it's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would imagine that some of the moms that you help and that you support and come across um, are single moms. So let's dive a little bit into this because I think that there's a lot of single women, moms and ladies of all ages listening. Um, they're navigating dating. They're navigating, you know, not having a partner that probably sleeps through the process of the dog or the child crying, but <laughs> not having a partner, right? Right. Um, what is some of the tips in in support that you offer? What are some encouraging things that you can say to them? Oh, you know, um, Marissa, who does the podcast with me, um, she was a single mom. She was a single mom for a while. And, you know, that's always something that I just give so much credit, so much credit to the woman who can take on and, and balance all of that stuff. Because, you know, I find how hard it is for for me to balance with having some more support and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, for for single moms that I think they need to take into consideration that they are doing it by themselves and give themselves some grace. Because yeah. I think that when you are a single mom, a lot of those women feel that they need to make meet the standards of a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. You're not a two-parent household. You're a single-parent yeah. household. And so doing the best you can with that and not being equivalent to a, a two income or a two mm-hmm. parent household is okay because that's not where, where you're at right now. But that doesn't mean you're doing less and it doesn't mean you're not succeeding. Yeah, absolutely. I think that again, it goes back to, you know, when I talk about the saboteurs and, and the judge that we all have, and I think that listening to that judge tell you, hey, you're not enough. Hey, you're not doing it right. Hey, but really we need to stop and say, I hear you, but it, you're not right. You're not right. Who yes. says that this is how it should be done? You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We hear that all the time. I think that especially with, with womenhood, womanhood and motherhood, mm-hmm. uh, your entire adolescence, you are grown up with what it is supposed to look like. Oh, whether sure. that from the media, from movies, from your parents, your family, whatever yep. it may be, you are told what it's supposed to look like. So every time we kind of veer off that path, it feels like a failure. It feels mm. like you are falling behind. It feels like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, yeah. But it's just like you said. I mean, who who's who made that up? Who decided? I know. Everybody, you know this this whole society sometimes sets us up to to really. Um, and by the way, when we are stressed and in the brink of burnout we are putting out that energy that others pick up. And then just like we sink our cycles as women, we're right. sinking our burnout and stress onto each other. Yeah. How crazy is that? I know. Not helping. Not only are you not helping yourself, no. but you're not helping your friends or anything. You're not helping them. You're not helping them. Um, tell me, I, I have, a, I, it's, it's interesting because I've been exploring this for myself as well. Um, what is a guilty pleasure that brings you joy that you should do more for yourself 
and not care about what people think? Well, the one I've been really working on this past year is spending time outside of the house completely without any of my family. I feel guilt doing that. I forever feel guilt for doing it. Um, I, you know, can preach it all day long that that is absolutely okay. I know it is okay to take time for yourself. I support that through and through. Um, But in your own head, it's a different story. I still, I still struggle with it. So for me, it's, it's being able to go out and fully enjoy that time, that Mm -hmm. night, that couple hours, whatever it is without any of the guilt. Oh, and what do you do? What's your what 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 have you done? Tell um, us. so we I, I'm a really big Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. I love it. And so a uh, friend of mine, we we go to uh Taylor Nights where they just play Taylor Swift music. What? Where so, is this happening? I'll I'll send you the information. Send it to me. I need to oh, go well. to this. My right? gosh. <laughs> it's you got young kids, you got, you know, I mean it's it's literally across the board. You got moms, you got She's amazing to be able to bridge such a gap between ages. Exactly. And really redefining. um, I I don't know how she does it, honestly. Like, she really is an insightful human emotion guru, I think. Yes. And the way that she, like, the lyrics for her songs throughout her entire catalog, honestly, it's like... Okay, like, and by the way, if you're not listening to Taylor Swift, she's a poet. She really is. She's a modern day poet, and you have to go in and and um, and go check out some of her stuff for sure. So, what's your favorite album? Oh goodness, Um, folklore or Reputation? Really? Okay, I love it. There. How about yours? Um, you know what? I have to say, I'm loving the newest. I'm loving um, Midnight. I, I, I just um. But I go back to the country as well, because that's where she started. And yeah. I, I was in a big country phase back then. <laughs> <laughs> Even her stuff when she was so young. I mean, I couldn't write anything like that. It's, it's I know. I know. Amazing. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Um, I love that. You know, I as we were talking about going to to this Taylor Swift night, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I need to do something more like that. I tend to do something that I I happen to thought that I w- I had it going on because I thought, oh, I'm so confident I can do this and other people should do it because I like to go to dinner, take myself to a nice restaurant for dinner. I don't sit at the bar. Ooh. I usually will sit at a table and I won't read. I will just sit and have a meal. But now I'm thinking like, you know, that doesn't take a lot of courage. I mean, you're having a meal by yourself. And then if you're not paying attention to the world around you, you're fine. But like going to a music place, even by yourself or with a friend, you know, it's, yeah, that's so good. I love it. I it love is. It. It's a great, you know, when we go to these um, people who go there are fans of Taylor Swift, they know every word. So we, mm-hmm. it's just essentially being at a concert without Taylor yeah. being herself. And it's that camaraderie you get from everybody. Just, we all just are there for the same reason. And we mm-hmm. dance and yell and it just gets that all out. You know I mean? Yeah. As a woman, as a mom, you just, you know, you have to kind of be structured and stuff throughout the day. And so it's just nice to go out and just be silly and let loose. I love it. I love it. You know, we can unpack so many different things. Uh, you're, you're, you've been uh, one of my favorite guests so far. I love oh, unpacking this conversation. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to have you back again to kind of unpack this. Um, where do you see yourself going with the work of the non-for-profit? Um, non-for-profits, you know, are definitely creating an impact. How do you get funded? Do people contribute? How can they help? 
Yeah, um, we have, um, we, so we just became a nonprofit officially mm-hmm. this summer. So we've been um, going for about two years. And for with us, we kind of went backwards because mm-hmm. the person, um, Jen Hamilton, who had started it, had a following on TikTok. It kind of mm-hmm. took off before we were even ready, you know. Um, so then come this summer, we became a nonprofit and um, we just started kind of diving into like the fundraising. We're still mm-hmm. trying to to figure everything out. Um, ideally, what we would love to be able to do, we have uh, 45 chapters across the country right now. Wow. Yeah. 45 and- chapters in 50 states, right? Yes. Wow. That's so exciting. Congratulations. That's Thank so awesome. You. It's still, it's one of those things I say, and I have to remind myself that actually is true. I'm not. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, So yeah, so we have all these chapters and we would love to be able to support them because um, (laughs) our chapter being the original chapter and kind of being tied to Jen makes Mm -hmm. it a little easier for us. But the other chapters, you know, they need some more support with getting supplies for missions, cleaning supplies organizing kind of stuff. And so um, ideally we would be able to grow enough to be able to really support all of our chapters in that, in that kind of way. So cool. All right. Well, you know, you're putting all this information out there in this podcast and um, we're going to share this. We're going to share the information, how people can get involved. How can they donate? How can they um, put in some little bit of sweat and tears in there as well to make it happen? Because, you know, when we're doing something for someone else, um, it actually it's more for yourself and we're not doing it because we're going to feel good, but we end up feeling good. That's the byproduct of it. And it's amazing. And, and um, you know, it, I'm a firm believer. What goes around comes around. I, I am too. And I, we say the same thing half the time doing hot mess. It feels very selfish because mm-hmm. I mean, we just genuinely enjoy it. We get to hang out with our friends and call it volunteering and, Amazing. you know, I mean, it just, it's sometimes we have to remind ourselves, you know, but it's not just for us. We're actually doing things for other people. Um, but I it's love a good it. time. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, Brittany, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much on behalf of the women that you're supporting and the lives that you're changing through the work that you're doing. Um, thank you so much for also for creating content that normalizes um, what is going on in between our two ears as a woman and how we can kind of leverage the tools and tips of each other's wisdom to continue to navigate this thing we call life. So you're amazing. I can't wait to have you again. Will you come back? Absolutely. Amazing. We have a Taylor Swift episode. (laughs) Oh, let's do that. Oh my gosh, that would be super fun. I love it. (laughs) All right, my dear, make sure that you go and connect with the incredible Brittany Tran and that you give her some of the social love uh, currency out in social media. You can find her website for Girl Same, the podcast. Is, yeah, same, girl saying the podcast, and we'll have this in the show notes. Uh, make sure that you go into all of the platforms for podcasts and you check out the show, you listen to it, you really are going to enjoy it. Follow them on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple, you know it. It's all out there. iHeart, Google, she's, she's everywhere. And then if you go to the website as well, donate. You know, donate a a coffee, donate $10. That's going to buy some wonderful cleaning supplies and it's going to make the life of somebody else better. So thank you everybody for listening and for tuning in. And until next time, I'm Julie. And don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening to Casa de Confidence. 
We thank you for listening. And if you want more, go to casadaconfidencepod.com. Check Julie out on her socials as Julie DeLuca Collins. And you can also check out her website at goconfidentlycoaching.com. Have a great week. And don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Hi, everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only purposeful you mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the purposeful you mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly. Julie's Mastermind.